0: Welcome to another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. John Schmelk, Jeff Fiegel's with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. It's all presented by Coors Light. Thank you so much for being with us today, and I apologize for the lateness of the show. I was recording the most recent episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. Should, mm. I, should I tease Jump the things guest? Something take precedence. Should I tease who the guest was, or or, or should I let it hang? I'll tease tease it, what the heck, because it's going on a couple hours. You can hear from Saquon Barkley for about 12 minutes uh, previewing the Cowboys game, but more importantly, uh, talking about the season and how uh, everything might go. We do a lot of in-depth football stuff. I try to take the fluff out of it when I can, and I think it's a really good interview. So that will be up later this afternoon. Make sure you check it out on Giants.com and on the Giants Huddle podcast. Do you have
1: anything good to say?
0: Um great stuff actually. He had some very the one question I asked him which was interesting and I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to give away the the kitchen here. But I asked him how is your run style different and how you see the field once you have the ball in your hand in the running game compared to where you were at this time last year. And his answer was completely different. Wow. Because he understands what? where the defenders that are going to be unblocked or going to be, and he sees it, he can identify them, and that changes how he's going to run the play because he understands where the unblocked guys are going to be based on the defense they're running and the running play the Giants are using. So I thought that was kind of one of the inside football real interesting things that uh, I got well, to say in that 10-minute interview. He
1: will eliminate some of those negative plays. that I think last year he, he had some of those where he didn't know where these guys were coming from, and next thing you know, boom! Minus two yards.
0: It, and by the way, the other thing that'll help that too is having Kevin Zeitler and Mike Remmers on the right side of that offensive line and John Halapillo for the full year and Will Hernandez in his second year rather than just being in his first year. So you put that all together, Jeff, I think it's going to be a big year for Saquon Barkley. But anyway, make sure you check out the Giants Soto podcast later on today. I still have to edit it because I had to come right in and do the show. So I will do that as soon as I'm done, and we will get that up as soon as possible. And you also hear that interview, by the way, at least part of it. It'll only be about a third of it on the Coors Light Giants game day pregame show, which can be heard on WFAN starting at 210 on Sunday afternoon, which you can also hear Jeff Feagles, Lance Meadow, and Paul DeTino. So, Jeff, let's talk about the game. We're here. We're at the
1: game. we at right a game. we got a game this weekend. I don't know. We can actually talk about big a game, which is fun. It's very, it's very rare that the Dallas Cowboys would play the Giants on opening week, right? Uh, geez, don't even get me
0: started on that. Yeah. I'm going to start very broadly. At and least I'll, it's only a 4 o'clock game this and
1: time. I will let you yeah, – that is
0: true. Well, I'm the one that's fine. It's not as bad for I you. I understand that's why I said
1: that. I said because if, usually they're at 8.30, and you guys get home at 8.30 the next day.
0: Yeah, I think right now we're supposed to land around – two-ish
1: that's not bad give or take which is not and this is going
0: to be our latest trip of the year too tampa is the only other late one Mm -hmm. and i guess new england because it's a night game but anyway people don't care about that so i'm going to generally state something and then you take it wherever you want to take it all right this is a really really tough game the cowboys are a good football team very good they're solid on both sides of the football what's your focus here Jeff what's like the most important thing that has to happen here for the Giants to come out of this game with a victory which I can't emphasize how big that would be and yeah. how it would put the season off to a good start well, first
1: getting a division win on the road would be and just uh, hugely right um, but what is hugely important in my opinion looking at this game started to look at it this morning get into it a little bit more in depth and I feel that Even though that Ezekiel Elliott is, you know, he's now signed and hasn't practiced, he's still Elliott. The guy can still run the football. Um, He is an all-pro. The guy can – he's going to fill in. He's going to be fine. I think the Giants have to – defensively have to devote them, their focus to him, okay? But I feel, and this is just my opinion, that because of him not being in camp and this is his first game, I think they're going to probably try to put the game in – and Dak Prescott's legs a little bit more. Watch for him to run a little bit more than he normally would. That's just what I'm thinking. Um, But that's defensively you're going to have to stop the run, whether it's Dak Prescott, because you saw what he did against us last year. He gets outside that pocket. Um, Offensively for the Giants, this Dallas defense is fast. Their linebackers are sick. So we're going to have to rely on our running game, and that offensive line, which you just mentioned a minute ago, John, is much, much better. I mean much better, and I feel a lot better about Saquon getting the ball and running positive yards on first and second down so that he gets Eli gets into some manageable situations. There you go. Special teams, don't make any mistakes. Give the ball back to the offense on punt returns. Um, by the way, the, the Cowboys, and you mentioned it, John, they are solid in all three phases. They're special teams. They've got, they've got Tavon Austin returning punts. He's not bad. He's fast. Like it's the whole team's fast. In fact, I bet the coaching staff is even fast. Well,
0: even when the Cowboys were good in the '90s, that's what it was. They were a team
1: based on speed. So yeah, you got to look at this. You know, and you're gonna go down there. So from the Giants' perspective and a team perspective, you got to go down there and you got to play mistake-free. You cannot turn the ball over on the road. We always talk about that. That's Obviously, a big one.
0: winning the turnover battle is always that's important. a big one,
1: mm-hmm. and especially on the road because it's more difficult when you're turning the ball over um, on the road than it is at home. Not that you want to do it anywhere, but. You don't want to do it at all, but it's hard to recuperate. So I will tell you, this is going to be a tough game for the Giants opening up. But, you know, I listen, if you just keep it closing there, anything can happen. Uh, this is a tough team to open up with, especially the way the Cowboys are built around the speed that we talked about.
0: All right, let's talk about some of the ways the Giants can maybe expose them. You go back. Mm-hmm. I watched this game again this week to get ready for this.
1: The last game they played?
0: I did, yes. The big one. I I, I want to get to the Cowboys' offense in a second because I think there's a part of that that people aren't talking about, but focusing on the defense first since that's where you went. The Rams ran the ball for almost 250 yards against that defense. Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, they dominated the game on on the ground, and it was big plays too. And the Cowboys use a lot of those twists and stunts in games. They slant their guys. They run overs. They did that the first
1: game they played the Giants last year, remember?
0: And and they killed the Giants with it. And Rod Marinelli, what's his thing? Get up field. Get up field. Get up field, right? So the Rams were able to block it up, get to the second level, get a hat on a hat to call Carl Banks on those smaller but fast linebackers, and all of a sudden – these rushing lanes mm-hmm. look like the size of the West Side Highway. Oh. How can do you think the Giants, with their veteran group of offensive linemen, there which is go. a lot better than last year, might be able to pull off the same type of thing
1: with Saquon? Because if you give Saquon that type of room, forget yeah. it. Well, I think if you look at the Rams' offensive line and compare them to the Giants' offensive line this year, I mean, I think the Rams' offensive line is much better than, but they're not. They're not. You know, this this year's offensive line is much improved veteran guys in there that are going to know how to block these type of schemes that the Cowboys are running. And also, what you just talked about with Saquon, a year more for Saquon Barkley is only going to help him if he has some holes to run through. So, this could be a good advantage for the Giants, but you're you're 100% correct. The biggest one for me is you got to get up on Smith and Vander... Vander Esch. Esch.
0: Vander Esh. No, you're right. And by the way, Sean Lee now is playing strong side linebackers. So all three of those
1: guys will be on the field at Tackling the same time.
0: Machines. Which is really, when you think about it, Ridiculous.
1: No, that's, and you talk about tackling machines. Those guys put just, I mean, Sean Lee, Van Der Esch last year, rookie last year, put all the tackles he had made last year, plus Sean Lee and Smith. Yeah, hat on a hat.
0: Now, here's the thing, and I think this is another interesting way the Giants can attack them. As great as those linebackers are, as fast as they are, I still don't think any of them can cover Everton England. He's a different type of tight end now.
1: Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's because talk- the
0: Cowboys' corners are really good. You know, Tadobio Wuzie, Byron Jones, those guys can cover. So I think if the Giants want to win in the pass game, we'll go there now. Yes. I think it has to be Evan Ingram or Saquon Barkley in space against these guys if he can make a miss.
1: But as we always talk about, how do you set up the passing game by run- the running game? So get the running game going, get some play action in there, and be able to expose and get Ingram down the middle of the field. Um I'm excited to see him play. I, I, you know, we haven't seen a lot of him in the preseason, other than the one game we got a couple series and whatever it was. But I, I, think that the end of the season last year, the way that he played, now that Odell Beckham is out of the lineup and he can just not just he can think clearly and you shoot the Giants showed how they can use him next, last year. I'm excited to see Evan Ingram come in and play. I really am. I, I, he's healthy, and I think this is a good thing. I
0: think he's going to have a monster year. I've been saying it all summer, spring. Yeah. If he stays healthy, I think he could could emerge as the best receiving tight end in football. He'll be in the same conversation as Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, all those guys. Sure. If he got to get in the ball. Yeah. And I think he has an opportunity to do it. You know, he has every, you know, physical skill. He's in his third year. he's, he's matured. If he can if that if those legs cooperate. Yeah. You know, to me, he's going to be the Giants' number one pass threat. You go back to when the Saints were, you know, going to Super Bowls or went to that one Super Bowl. Jimmy Graham was the best receiver. Yep. And, and that's fine.
1: That, that's, that's okay. It okay. doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter wh- what your position says in the media guide if you're a TE or a wide receiver, as long as you can get the completions and yards after catch, Evan Ingram, get the ball him, get the ball to him in space and let him go. Let him use his speed, his size. The other thing, John, is that you know this offense is in its second year now, and you can see a little bit of even though it's preseason, you can see how this team runs. They're up tempo. They get they they've got a fullback in the lineup now. They've got blocking. They're using that offensive line. Time of possession will be a key on the road game to the Cowboys here to keep that defense off the field. Um, and listen, I think the Giants have a have a shot to stay in this game, but you can't get behind the Cowboys. They will they will they'll talk about time of possession because they can run the football if they get up on you they will they will just pound the football.
0: So on giants.com we had our bold predictions for cover 3 this week. My mm-hmm. bold prediction was this that Ingram is this for would the is this for, the for the season or for the season. Okay. Yes. Ingram would break the three main giant tight end records in terms of receiving. Mark Bavaro holds the receiving yards record with 1001. That's in 1986.
1: Nice, got that 1 yard to get over 1000. That That's
0: year. by the way might might be the toughest one. Nineteen sixty seven Aaron Thomas and nineteen sixty two Joe Walton both had nine receiving tight ends. Uh receiving tight ends, receiving touchdowns, pardon. And then Jeremy Shockey had seventy four catches in two thousand and two. Those are some tough benchmarks, but I all
1: three you're saying. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's well, the bold. It's bold. Well, that's the bold. That's why it's bold. That's it's not bold. just a prediction. It's bold. Uh, what do you think the hardest of those three? I would, I'm, I'm going to say the yards. 1,000 yards for the tight end will probably be. Well, listen, I think he, touchdowns he, is doable But for if sure. he gets 1,000 yards, he'll break the reception record. So he'll get two out of the three. You're he right. He may not get huh, the three right. for three. It's
0: a good point. All right, now let's go to the other side of the ball. And I think one interesting aspect of this game, not a lot of people are talking about, Jeff, is that while the Dallas Cowboy personnel on offense might look the same, and in fact, I would argue they're a little bit better, and we'll get to that in a second. They have a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. And I watched every offensive snap they took in the preseason. Don't waste your time. They didn't show nothing. <laughs> They're not going to. It was fullbacks, it was eleven. They played they ran eleven personnel 87% of the time. Mm-hmm. So they showed nothing. And I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of wrinkles they play. I had a chance to talk to James Betcher about this on the side. He said, look. I'm not going to waste my time trying to predict what wrinkles they're going to put in. I'm just going to, and Coach Schirmer said this too, we're just going to teach our guys to play good, fundamental football, and if you trust your keys and you do your fundamentals, no matter what they throw at you, you should be able to handle okay. By the way, it's Kellen Moore, who is their new offensive coordinator. I don't even think he's 30 years old yet. He was the backup quarterback two years ago. Last year he was the quarterback's coach. Now he's offensive coordinator. (laughs) Uh, People think he might bring some of that Boise stuff. Uh, Boise State stuff that he did in college when he broke all their records. But it, it's one of those things where first game of the year, it's just a huge unknown. You don't know what they're going to add. Pre-snap motion, bunch formations, whatever they're going to add, they didn't show on tape. So it's going to be, oh, we'll find out.
1: Well, they'll have to go back from the coaching's perspective, go back and look at some of his work elsewhere and get an idea. That's there is, there, all you there is no work elsewhere. But I mean, where he's, where he's been. Do you,
0: do you think his, you go, do you watch his stuff at Boise when he was a player? Yeah.
1: <sighs> Because that's really all that's you really, got. I guess that's not... It wasn't his system, but he ran it. So maybe he's bringing some of it with him, like you said. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I guess so. You're right. You got you to gotta sit there and you're going to have to just rely on your fundamentals and your responsibilities. That's getting the, get the game plan and make sure that you're in your gaps and you do what you're supposed to do. That's it. That's all you can do. I mean, listen, at the first half... You make some adjustments. You're probably going to make adjustments on the fly. We're not waiting until the halftime. You're going to be doing it when the other when the offense has the football for the Giants. The defense is going to be over there making some corrections. Right. I mean, you can't make you can't do it all like that. But you got to be able to some of them. If there's an exposure there, that they'll they'll find it.
0: Now here are the personnel changes. Jason Witten back. He'll be splitting time with Blake Jarwin. I wouldn't expect. Witten to be back at his 95% of the snap mark like he was in the past, so him and Jarwin will split snaps to an extent. But he's
1: still a veteran. The guy knows how to get open. He knows how to rub you. Well, I, mean, I, don't, he's...
0: I don't think it was an accident that the Cowboys were really bad in the red zone last year yeah. because they didn't have Jason Witten there, who was a red zone machine. Travis Frederick is back healthy at center, which yeah. is a huge deal. Zach Martin and Tyron Smith both healthy, very important as well. And then Randall Cobb is the new slot receiver, replacing Cole Beasley. Now, Cole Beasley was a great possession receiver out of the slot. Yep. Randall Cobb's more of a big play guy where mm-hmm. he can get down the field a little bit. So well, feel free did. to attack any of those changes you want.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, Randall Cobb, look at what he did in Green Bay. I mean, he, he has some big plays now. So look, look for him to get the football.
0: Yeah, Jeff, to me, the bottom line here with this Cowboys team, if you look at the overall talent on the roster— they have a Super Bowl caliber roster. To me, the question is whether or not Dak Prescott can play to the Super Bowl level as a quarterback. And I don't think we
1: know the answer to that question quite yet. Some of the things that I was looking at um on, some what do you of got? my notes. Okay. Well this is just some I mean, they the, the Cowboys had eleven takeaways in the preseason. Now I know it was a, I know it was preseason, but it's still it's still the philosophy of Martinelli to get after the get after the ball right so that you got to look at the defense you got to be able to protect the football like i said on the road so this is a big number you got to look at and the, the speed helps with that too, and the speed the well the speed the speed is a is a direct cause of that okay because exactly. Of, exactly so that brings the guys up on the to make plays they're stripping the ball so you got to look at for that aspect of the game if you're the if they're the giants to protect the football just like anybody always tells you a head coach you got to protect the football um, remember too the Dallas Cowboys. You you soon forget. You may not. Some people do, like me, who doesn't have a great memory. I've told you about that. They won the NFC East last we year. We've based the whole game. They've won two out of the last three so, seasons. D- don't you know? You they they are a team that's that's ready to go. And the Giants. Well, they better team. be. They just Jerry Jones just wrote checks for about a billion dollars <laughs> yeah. this yeah, offseason. They still got still got to write checks too for and some guys lining up. And there's more. Yeah. Yeah, Amari Cooper. We haven't talked a lot about him. Okay. I mean I mean
0: think about it. They paid Demarcus Lawrence this offseason. They played Jalen Smith this offseason. They paid Lyle Collins this offseason and they paid Ezekiel Elliott this offseason. Yeah. And they
1: still have Prescott and Cooper left. Yeah. It's crazy. Well they know how to they know how to spend money down there. Well they know how to Just make
0: money down there too. To you,
1: God, don't they? <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, by the way, talk about Zeke. We haven't touched on him because I feel like it's just been well, beaten to death all week. I didn't want to open with it. With Zeke? Yeah.
1: I, 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 you know, listen, I think there are certain players that guys can come in and play. But I how,
0: think, how much can he play, though?
1: Well, it just depends on what he was doing down there in Cabo. And I saw a clip that, you know, he had some guys working with him He down had a there.
0: quarterback. Oh, do you know who else was down with it with him, actually? Orleans Darkwa. Orleans Darkwa was down yeah, there. And Tanner that? Lee, who I think believes is the Nebraska quarterback, quarterback I yeah. think. Yeah. So, so
1: the only thing missing there is the hitting part of it. But you know what? He wouldn't have played in the regular, in the preseason anyways to get hit. No. Um, so that's, that might be a little bit rusty. But my, I guess my point, John, is that there are some guys that can step in and play. But you're right. It's it's the the conditioning that's going to get him more than anything. So, I mean. What do you think, 15 touches? I, I bet they, I just bet, I just bet they give him the ball and say, you know what, dude, you left, you're out, you're running it. You're going to get 25 touches.
0: So when he just drops dead of exhaustion. No, he, he can't.
1: He can't. There's, by the way, it there's is a clause a, in his new contract that you will not drop dead by running the football and, your first game for holding out.
0: And obviously, we're speaking colloquially using that expression. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, fall down out of exhaustion. Fall down, whatever. Let me let me. But rephrase my point that. is, I think they're
1: gonna. Yes. I think they're gonna use him. And rather, you know, he gets the carries. He's gonna be in the game as maybe some a little bit of a decoy for whoever. But um, yeah, Tony, Tony Pollard would be the guy. A rookie out of Memphis that would take his snaps if he's not there. Impressive guy. I know the Giants liked him in the draft. Um, a very good returner,
0: good receiver out of the backfield yep. too.
1: So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Zeke, you know, listen, the guy, the guy's been training, but he hasn't been in camp. He knows, and it's a new offense. That's another thing. You know, this offense is completely different. Well, so, well, you know, did, well he, did he have the complete, playbook down in Dallas? Is it Dallas? completely different?
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know the difference. I mean, he was there in the spring. Okay. So he was there for installs in the spring. He just didn't show up for the summer. Yeah. So all
1: right, well that 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 helps a little bit. But I I look for him to play. Okay, I'm gonna I would over under seventeen and a half is my number for touches. Touches? Yeah. I think that's a good over under.
0: You might see an over under like that on our pregame show on Saturday at, at Sunday at two ten. Oh, how about that? I've been wrote I've written them up yet, but now I might use that because he gave it to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one.
0: All right. Uh, you should gotta, use that
1: one. Then I don't really have to research it. There
0: either. are a million different things done. I mean, it's tough for you because you, that's your number. It's going to be hard for you to pick over under. Anyway, uh, we could talk about this game for the 20 minutes, but we got people on the line and we will go a full hour. So we're going to be with you for another 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Get on the line, get in, talk Giants football with us at 201 939 4513. It's all presented by Coors Light. Our good buddy Len in Columbia, Maryland has been on hold uh, probably since before the show started. So we'll go to him first. What's <laughs> up, Len?
2: <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Just, great. Just, uh, just one, one quick point. Sure. Joe, Joe, Joe Walton may have been the first Giants player in history to be designated as a tight end, and that, that's about 60 years ago now. Yeah. And I think he weighed 210 pounds at the most.
0: Oh, wow. Really? Is he, that he, much. He
2: was one heck of a receiver. And by the way,
0: Len, really quick, I should point out for people, the injury report, Mike Remmers did practice in full today, so he'll be a full go on Sunday. The only Good. two guys that aren't going to play are Darius Slayton out with the hamstring and Garrett Dickerson still coming back from injury too and it looks like Zach Martin will be a uh, full goal for Dallas on Sunday as well go ahead
2: good 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 um zone blocking scheme uh, by Dallas yep um geez that's, it's really impressive and, and and I mean Elliot I don't know if he has to be in top form to take advantage of that I hope our inside linebackers can handle it that's you know if they're ripping off six seven eight yards at a clip um, and they're doing it easily. It could it could be a long day. Although I do think we are going to win the game, um, Jeff. If, if if Prescott rolls out to his right on the first play and there's nobody in his face, and he throws 18 yards to Witten, I I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can take it, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Len, just pro- do me a favor, turn the TV off. To further you, so nothing else health wise will happen to you. I I do want anything, just turn it off. Now, by the way, Len, just (laughs) turn it off.
0: (laughs) You you just put the kibosh on the whole thing, man. If that happens now, it's all your fault. You know that, right?
1: No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's going to roll to his
2: left. I think we're going to see that play, but I hope now, uh, you know, you know, we've seen enough Giants bite and go inside, and, and here's Prescott out on the outside, and, uh, you know, it goes back to Tony Romo. How many times did we see that? Now, if we can get him going the other direction, if we get Prescott going to his left, mm-hmm. I think we got a better chance,
3: but
1: if he,
2: <laughs> if he rolls to his right and there isn't somebody closing quickly... On him, it's, um uh, boy. Well, and Len, you're really right, by the tough. way. And, and, hey John, listen, ahead. you know that, that roundtable you did, That's it's it's on the website, that was really pretty good.
0: Yes, you know what, it's funny, I, I have not promoted that on Twitter yet, so I'll do it now and I'll tweet it out later. But yeah, me, Tom Rock, Art Stapleton, and Paul Schwartz sat down for a roundtable and we printed the transcript up and that's on Giants.com right now for the folks that want to check it out.
2: That was really, and I, I mean, those guys were—they were—they were no homers. I mean, they—they they pulled up, no, you know.
1: None of them are. Homeless. They were. We're here to be were, honest.
2: They were straight up, straight up with their analysis, and I think, you know, I think it was pretty good. A little lukewarm on the wide receivers, and you know, it's going to be tough without Tate. I think we've talked about that before, John. But sure. I, I thought I thought those interviews were really quite good. Now, thank you. Um, you know. The, uh Raven about Evan ingram um they were positive about him, but what did you think of, about the comment John where I forget who it was who said uh it's a make or break year yeah, you Evan, know
1: i I think
0: Tom Evan. Rock said that I would not consider it a make or break year. he still's got another year left on his four year rookie contract. they have a fifth year option on him but I, I do think this is a year for him to put himself into a different category of player he, he can play in this league for 10 years having the same production he had his first two years in the league and be fine but this is the year yep. when he takes the jump he, just, and has becomes to, a he star. just has
1: to stay healthy if he stays healthy then there there, there is no make or break here it's just a matter of being on the field because his skill level, if we all know what he can do. And that's just, you know, sometimes it's unfortunate that guys, you know, get hurt often, but he has to be a guy that has to stay on the field and then let everything else be Evan Ingram. Go out there and play like, like you drafted him. And
0: by the way, if you talk to Evan and Len, this is the other thing, a lot of people call up and just say assume, you know, the guy doesn't care about blocking and he can't block. I get more reaction out of him asking him about his blocking because he's worked on it so much than I do ask him about any other part of his game. So while people might not know him as a blocker, he's made more progress than some people Good. are led to believe, at Good. least in my opinion.
2: Hey, Jeff, I got I got another quick question for okay. you. Yeah, the final, uh, sure, final one, then we got to go. There, there, uh, there was an interview with the special teams coach, McGehee, yep. uh, on, on so posted on the website. And I know you and I, we, we talked last week about uh, my, my strategy going into the cuts, which was give Betcher 24, give Shula 24, and give McGehee 5. I don't know if you remember that yes, conversation. Yes, I do. Yeah. But it was a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting thing that McGehee had to say uh, when somebody asked him about uh, you know special teams players. And, and he, he said, look, these guys have to be able to do something on offense and do something on defense, or that, or they're not going to make this team. And I was wondering what, what, what you thought about that. There's no real special, except for the kickers, but I mean, yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. and and maybe you know maybe releasing Stupar is an example of that. Where you can't just stay on this team if all you can do is play special teams, you got to be able to contribute on offense and defense. What do, what did you think about that, Jeff?
1: I think he answered your own question. I think it's it. I think it. Thank just, you, Len. We got to run pal. It, it really just shows oh. you that you know you have to do more. We always say about the back end of the roster it has to be able to play special teams, but. To be at the back end of the roster, you've got to be able to to contribute somewhere and somehow. And most of the time, it's a backup position. It's a fifth receiver, fourth receiver. It's a fourth linebacker. But you got to prove to the team that you could at least play the position.
0: Yeah, if you're the last guy on the roster at uh, probably 75% of the spots, you have to be able to play special teams. But you have to do more than just play special teams. That's right.
1: Yeah, and you look at Stupar. I mean, he came into some games last year, okay? He was able to play linebacker. Did he do it well? No, eh, he did it good enough, right? But another, enough to get you by if a guy gets hurt during the game and you're active as a special teams guy.
0: And Coach Schirmer was asked about that, that he said there's a chance we sign somebody before the game on Sunday, but there's a chance they don't as well, which means they'll just have one fewer player inactive on game day. So we'll see how well, that goes.
1: Usually, if you're going to sign a guy now, it's really not going to do anything for you. Exactly, unless and he plays special teams.
0: Remember, if you wait, it's a veteran. The contract's not fully guaranteed for the year.
1: That's right. Yeah. Or what you could do is uh, you could bring a guy up from your practice squad. You can do that too. Absolutely. You know, I'm mean, so I think. And with he the he
0: was he was asked that by the way, and he said that is unlikely before
1: okay. the game on Sunday. Okay, because you know, yeah. Yeah, because you know what, what happens is if you bring the guy up to an active roster, then you have to re, you have to put him back on this practice squad, and somebody can get him, right?
0: I mean, you have an open spot, though. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that means yeah. I don't know. It's, it's honestly,
0: hard. I think it makes more sense for them to wait to see if there's any injuries over the weekend. Like you said, whoever they sign isn't gonna really gonna help you on Sunday anyway. Yeah. And they just signed Mayo. And core, who are two big special teams players. You got enough guys to play specials. You don't want to just bring in a new guy and put him in willy nilly without one practice. So I think it makes sense to wait till after the game. Yeah. All right. I'll get to him now so he can, you know, toot his own horn a little bit. Charlie, hello.
4: <laughs> hey, guys.
0: My, my, my understanding doing? is that you had a big call about Nate Stupar the other day and that you were going to be very, very <laughs> cocky and want to call in about it today.
4: <laughs> of course. Stupar. <so> <laughs> finally is gone because he wasn't a good defensive linebacker. He was horrible, and they were just keeping him for special teams, and Mm -hmm. thank God they got mayonnaise now, and he's probably going to be a better guy who can come in and play on the defensive side. So now they've got got that extra roster slot. They're saving that. They're saving that for a veteran swing Mm -hmm. tackle. No, Charlie, how about this? Charlie, I
0: I got an idea for you. How about Antonio Brown?
4: Oh, (laughs) okay. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, I'd take him. See, oh, of, of course is, you would. <laughs> no, the he would thing fit is, right is in like, with you, Charlie. So who is your,
1: who's your who's your guy? Who are they they're saving him for that that swing tackle? Who is it? Who are they gonna go get?
4: Look, I, I I've been in touch with Mr. Will Beatty, and he told me that some <sighs> team Charlie move contacted on contacted him. Charlie, look, and let's. I do He wouldn't tell me who it was. Um,
1: Charlie, let, oh, let don't me. you think if it was the Giants, he would definitely let you know? Charlie, let's talk about the game, please. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. I Thank you. That asked me a question. I know
0: I did. It's my fault. I, I, <laughs> I brought us down the path. It's all on me.
4: Hey, look. We have to be the most physical team on that field. We have to be physical, and we have to beat them up. Because when you have a fast team, if you're the most physical team, you're going to beat these guys up. And that's what we have to do. And if we do that, we will win that game. But don't you think that Dallas is going to look at us and say, Who is their best receiver on the team? Who's the guy that we fear most? Twenty six. Oh, it's it's a, It's Ingram. <laughs> so they're gonna double team this guy. Yeah, so the guy that's the guy gonna have the big game is Shepard. Troy,
0: remember the Cowboys sure. the Cowboys generally play two coverages. They play cover three and they play man. Against cover three, the seam is traditionally vulnerable. That's an area of the field that you can find some space in. So I would keep an eye on that with Ingram this week. If the Cowboys run a lot of that cover three with the single high safety, if they can sneak him into that seam area in between the two deep players on on that half of the field, that could be a spot where he could, you know, make some money this week.
4: Yeah, and the other thing is we have to be able to stop the, the tight ends going down the seam and just getting, you know. I mean, sure. they've killed us every time. Like I said the other day, it isn't like Zeke kills us. He doesn't kill us. It's always the tight ends that kill us.
0: Yeah, Blake you Jarwin. Know,
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, Blake so Jarwin. That's what we have to do. And hopefully we have that because that was the whole point of bringing in Sergeant Peppers and letting Collins go, is because he's supposed to be better covering tight ends. So. Hopefully that will uh, be the difference this time. Well, but, we're
1: going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he, he lost a little bit of weight, so he can get a little bit quicker. That's a yeah. big thing for him this year. So it's going to start off with the Dallas Cowboys trying to cover their tight ends. We're going to see this very quickly. And
0: apparently, Jason Witten dropped some weight too, and he's supposedly a little bit quicker. We'll see if he gets out there on the field if it shows up. Yeah, right.
4: he's quicker to the to the lunch room. I mean, he the guy the guy's too old, man. I mean, he'll you know he can catch a five yard pass. Yes, he can. boy but, you uh,
0: you and you and Len are just trying to just set set it up where you guys are just <laughs> gonna get so mad on game day well what are you guys doing man you don't challenge a hall of fame player like that
4: come on Look, we we gotta we just gotta beat him up we gotta be physical okay. we gotta come out we gotta be tough guys okay you
0: know? I'm
1: with you Charlie no. all right
4: guys thank you Charlie hey, appreciate the call all my right, friend that's Have stuff. a good weekend you're welcome
1: you too enjoy the game the problem with Jason Witten is that he, he is a pro's pro. who's He's been getting up you know long in the tooth for years. That hasn't stopped him. He hasn't run well since like 2010. It <laughs> doesn't matter. He <laughs> knows how to get off the line Correct. of scrimmage, and he knows he's just in the, t- in the red zone. He's just, okay, just tackle him in the red zone. Lord, he, he, just, po- he posts you up. He just, it's it's yeah, like he's just playing the, basketball. Exactly. Like a few years ago, remember the, the game winner, the, the, he posted the guy, he caught it back, defender behind him, catches the ball, game over. I just like, come on. Get in his face. Be physical with him. But that's all you're going to have. He's still going to catch get his catches. Is he the last guy, non-quarterback kicker in the league that you played against? Played against? Mm, that's a good question. I have to really take a take a look at that one, but I mean, there's, there's
0: not many non-quarterbacks and non-kickers that are still in the league from two two thousand nine was your last year. Yeah,
1: so nine. That was ten years ago. There's probably a
0: couple offensive linemen like like Donald Penn is probably someone you played against, right? Was Tyron yeah, could, Smith on the Cowboys in two thousand and nine?
1: Probably right. Was that his rookie I think year? It might have been his rookie year. Yeah, so I mean, it's close. There's not many. I mean, you think about it. That's just 10 years ago. I mean, you're ago, old, man. But that's just 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just not, I mean, yeah, I'm old, but that's <laughs> <laughs> It's just 10 years ago. I nine sometimes three. keep forgetting that 10 years ago, I was 43 years old, and that, when I was old then. Even though I'm not old now. Well, the good news is
0: that at my age now, I'm still younger than you were 10 years ago. Two oh one Thank you, John. <laughs> You're welcome. <I'm> glad <laughs> you do your math well. I, I, my math is stupendous. I actually have four new callers on the line. I love this. Let's go to Dave in Cranford. He's up next. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave.
3: John and Jeff. John, what, what are you doing asking Jeff, like... Those Tell type him. of questions. He's not going to be able to <laughs> no, answer you know I, Thank you, Dave.
0: Dave, you're 100% you. right. That's my fault. I mean,
3: come on. It's, it's, no, you're right. Come on, John. That's uh, right. Right. Jeff's good at a lot of things. That's not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you're not it. Thank you, Dave. I, I, I wanted to get your guys' input on <laughs> on both these, these comments because <sighs> I just think that this game in particular, it, if you look back, there was an interesting uh, stat that came out this morning that talked about um, the difference of week one and how many teams last year actually there were uh, they they highlighted six games I can't yep. remember all of them mm-hmm. but it was six games where a team that actually made the playoffs was beaten by a team that didn't make the playoffs in week one.
0: Yes, I tweeted this out earlier. Warren Sharp, who's been a guest on our show, actually put it out there. And let me actually it was Michael David Smith from from uh, from Pro okay. Football Talk. And so last year in week one, the Bucks beat the Saints. The Bengals beat the Colts, the Panthers beat the Cowboys, the Packers beat the Bears, and the Broncos beat the Seahawks. All five non-playoff teams beating playoff teams, which the larger point was that don't put too much into week one because weird things happen in week one because as you saw in the game on Thursday night, which was just Mm -hmm. bad football, weird things happen because some teams just aren't ready to go. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good point, Dave. It's fair. Great. I, I,
3: I think I think the thing, John, that I was thinking about as it related to that was more is the opportunity, particularly when you're in division, and you saw a couple of those that were in division. But sure. Um, and 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 this is where I feel I feel good about this, but I'm I'm a little concerned, and that is I think a lot of this game in terms of of the success of the Giants coming out with a win is going to be on the game planning side from both Shermer and Betcher, in terms of what they're going to bring to the table as it relates. And it gives me confidence in this regard. If you go back and look at particularly the all 22 from last year and you look at the first eight games of the year and you look at the second eight games of the year, you can really see there was some – you know, particularly on the offensive line, there were some personnel differences, but there was really scheme differences. Yep. You know, Shermer really made changes on how he implemented the offense. And Dave,
0: Dave, real quick, just for the listeners so they understand what it was, it was more under center, it was more two tight ends, more fullback, and more play action, and they were better at play action. Mm-hmm. Those were the big
3: changes they made.
1: Eli also throws the ball better when he's under center, in my opinion, but what does that mean?
3: No, I, I agree. And and I guess that's the thing that I'm going to kind of be looking for in this sure. game is, you know, Dallas, you know, again, you know, roster to roster, man to man, you know, yeah, they've got the advantage. There's no way of talking about that. Even I would say to Charlie, be careful about saying that, that, uh, you know, Jason Witten can only catch five yard passes. He might catch a five yard pass from the, from the five yard line into the end zone. So just be careful Most about likely. what you're wishing for there, you know? So, but but anyway, my, my real point is just that I think the pressure on the Giants, and, and Jeff, I would kind of throw it to you a little bit because special teams as well, I, I wonder, I hear McGehee talk about, hey, with our kickoffs, we can, we can choose to kick it into the end zone and not have a return at all, mm-hmm. or we might play it a little bit different. I still don't understand statistically why we would want that risk, why on a scheme level. We wouldn't it's just say, question. you know what? Yeah. I'd rather them start at the 25.
1: It all it all about matchup. Some some teams are just not good at returning the, at the football. So if you give them the chance they have to return it, they can make a play on it. You're not going to want to kick the ball to um, a returner that you know can make a play. So you just kick it out of the end zone. The, the game plan this week is definitely going to be kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Aldrich can be done. We'll give him the ball to the 25-yard line because they have good returners. Some teams don't have great returners, and they're not a great return team. So they'll pooch okay. it down there to the goal line or the 5-yard line and try to make a play. Two things can happen. Okay, so they get out to the 25-yard line. Okay, that's that's a, that's a kind of a push, right? We, would have, if we kicked it in the end zone. We give it to them, the 25. The big thing is we can back them up or we can cause a turnover. So those are the two things that they like to do by not kicking the ball and just spot-kicking it, as we call it. They spot-kick it to the five-yard line, outside the numbers, things like that.
3: I, I would just leave you with this, John. You, you had mentioned about Dallas and their, you know, what they're going to do from an offensive standpoint. The only, the only thing I would mention there is that the offensive coordinator hasn't had all preseason, obviously, his star running back. He also hasn't have his star receiver who hasn't practiced in a month.
0: That's true, he's too. Pra- That's a good point.
3: He's, pra- he's practicing this week. I get that. But from what I hear about what they're going to do is that a lot of the plays are going to be very similar, but you're going to see a lot more motion and you're going to see a lot more movement. I've heard the you same know, thing. To try to, to try to get them into a, a favorable setting. And I just wonder how much they're going to be comfortable doing all of that when two of the most important players they want to get the ball to haven't been around all season to, you know, all preseason to practice that. So I'll leave you with that, guys. You're the best. I'm going to listen to you all day yeah. Sunday. Thank and you, i talk to you again next right. week. Thank you, Appreciate
0: Dave. the call. And I think it's fair because both those guys did practice in the spring. So the question is how valuable is that installation stuff in the spring, even if they didn't do it in August? And I don't know the answer to that. And how much, if the plays are similar, but the only thing different is pre-stat motion or bunch formations and, and you know, window dressing. Is that really that hard to figure out, Dave? You ask great questions. I don't know the answers to them because I don't think anyone does. Because no one knows exactly what
1: Kellen Moore is going to do. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it does make a difference. I really do because. Um just the the way that the offense runs from being fluid, you know. So all of a sudden, you get guys in there that haven't been doing that. There's gonna, they're gonna be some areas where you know Dak's gonna be like, dude, you're in the okay. This is really screwing up the play because you're not supposed to be on this side. You're supposed to be on the other yeah, side. Yeah, like
0: you might have a couple of plays where they have to call timeout because guys are lined up wrong. Or that, that or, or he's thing, gonna right? check
1: out of the play to conserve the timeout and just run a running play when it was a passing play. Mm. Then he's going to get back in the huddle and go, dude, see what happens when you hold out? I know you got all your money, but you're in the wrong position. Ziku, right? Yeah, Yeah. Ziku. Did you see that? Did you see the... the, That's funny. The t-shirt? It's funny. Uh, It's clever. At least... Why do you think the guy's a billionaire? Apparently, though, all the proceeds are going to
0: Salvation Army. Uh, Fine. That's even better. But you know what, though? It's... Dude, <laughs> eventually when the guy gets paid, everything's a joke all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though. It's funny. All right, Mike, and but those folks that didn't see it went at the Ezekiel Elliott press conference. If you remember, a few weeks ago, Jerry Jones made an off-cuff comment, which he said was a joke at the time, but everyone took it seriously. Of course they where did. Where he said, you know, Ziku when they asked him about Ezekiel Elliott, it was after Tony Pollard had a good preseason game. And then he laughed and he goes, I'm just kidding, everybody. But... There was rumor that Zeke, was a, Zeke Elliott was upset about it. So at the press conference, you know when they usually take the picture with the jersey after the big sign, contract signing, the Cowboys made up a t-shirt they're selling at their pro shop. And again, my understanding is I think the proceeds are going to charity, where on the front it just says, Zeke who? And on the back it says, what does it say on the back? I think it says, this guy. or It's like a big picture of Ezekiel Elliott or something like that. It's funny. Mike in Brooklyn. He's up next. Hey, big, Mike.
1: Big dollar signs. Hey, Mike. John, Jeff, how you doing? We're great. Hey, how are you?
5: All right. I just want to talk about last
1: night's game, um, just for a second. Um, sure, Jeff. You would have loved. Did you Did you watch the game? I watched up until maybe the middle of the second quarter. Oh, uh, yeah. you
0: missed a lot of punts, Jeff. I saw. I saw They're enough. A lot from of guys, punts. There was
1: eleven of them, uh, right? Eleven of them on the one team was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> J.T. Scott. He's good. The kid. That kid's really good. Oh, well, fifth round pick, right, or something like that? No, he was a like a high round pick. Yeah. Yeah really good yeah i think
5: I think they picked him in the fifth, they said last night, oh, but wow. the okay. O'Connell I think from from the bears was he's a Miami guy by the way. O'Donnell. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he's from but, miami um,
5: any, anyhow i I just wanted to touch on this point now, you want to keep your players healthy through preseason, and a lot of play, they do that by not playing them in the preseason games, but would you rather have your players healthy or would you rather have him? Terrible. I mean, these guys, that was one of the worst <laughs> football games I've ever seen in my life.
0: No, you're right, Mike, and I actually you make uh, a good point. Yeah, uh, we actually just finished our interview with with Coach Shermer right before he did the call one before he came on here to do Big Blue Kickoff, and you know he said that it shows how your approaches to preseason can actually have an impact, and there is a trade-off. Look, you keep the guys healthy, but are they going to be ready to go? And especially for a guy like Trubisky who's you know, really only going into his third year. He didn't play a lot in his first year. He only played one year of college football. Doesn't a guy like that need the reps to not let him play one snap in the preseason? I don't know about that one.
1: I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. My, my, my opinion is that the way the game is played today, I, I just feel like you the money and just injuries, I, I feel like you just keep your cop guys out and just the first month of the season, you're going to have to live with it. It's just the way it's going to be.
0: And I get that point of view too.
1: So. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, there was eighteen to twenty penalties
5: combined. Um, you saw the players in the fourth quarter; they were winded, so that the holding calls and the pass interference calls were a lot of them happened late in the game when they, you know, they they were they were not in good shape. I mean, in, in better shape than they should have been. Sure. But. It, it to me it just seemed it was like I uh, watched it with my ninety four year old father and oh, he's great. just getting into football, believe it, at ninety four. I'm trying to get him into football. Um and Better late than never. <laughs> he was like he was like I changed I on one minute, he was watching again, turned turns him the next minute, he was he was passed out. So <laughs> I don't know I don't know if it was his age or that boring game, but uh, I I'm assuming it was a boring game, but it it was just terrible football and I and it really makes me wanna you know, wanna question these uh this new strategy with these a lot of new coaches coming in and uh like McVay didn't you know, what he does yep. and uh and now uh, Nagy he he didn't play when they when they played the Giants second game he didn't play any of the first ring players. Yeah. No I don't know if that was more because they were gonna play the Giants in the regular season or what his strategy no, Mike, was, right. but to me you got to play these. These guys can get. Uh, you guys have mentioned it. They can get hurt walking
1: down the stairs. Yeah, it could happen. You Mike, th- listen. I, Thank I, you, I, I appreciate the call. I, I get. You know, this is why the. This is why they want to go to the two games. Okay, because they're gonna get. Then you're gonna two regular season games. Listen. The the bottom line here is that – the coaches and, and the organizations are so afraid to play these players because of the amount of money that they're paying these guys. Okay, that they that then so the first quarter of the season is basically another just it's a a real preseason, getting these guys ready to go, the hitting everything right. So add two more regular season games, and then you kind of have the it, you, you know what I'm trying to say here. I do so. That's what's going
0: to happen. Hey, look, and the Giants did it to a certain extent, too. I mean, they didn't play Saquon Barkley, and Evan Ingram only played eight snaps yep.
1: in one game. And time will tell. Sunday, we'll see how they and, play. St- and right? who
0: knows how much Sterling Shepard would have played if he
1: didn't have a messed-up thumb. That's right. So, And you can only do so much during practice. We know this. The, the, the contact level is not what it is in the game, so Saquon and these guys who have not been hit all, all for over a month and a half, they're, they're going to get it.
0: Now, I do think it will help the fact that The Giants' offensive line is played together for a good amount of snaps. So hopefully they should be able to catch a rhythm pretty quickly here. Remember, the Cowboys' defensive line, uh, Robert Quinn is out, and DeMarcus Lawrence hasn't practiced. He only started practicing last week. He hasn't played in a preseason game. So maybe they're going to take a little bit of time to get it going. Who knows?
1: I think that you're going to see, and I hope we see, such a big improvement out of this offensive line that that it's glaring. I hope you're right I no, I I'm, 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 need but, it, but I, I believe we will because i'm I'm a big proponent of veteran football players. you There's no substitute for experience. I'm telling you right now, and at the at the offensive line position, it's more imperative to me that 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 has to happen with veterans. You yeah, you can draft a draft a first round draft pick year after year. Eventually, they all have to play together, right? But that's just a huge building process. You go out and get these veteran guys, and you got nasty ones. You got Zeitler okay you got Hernandez these guys can play Remmers Remmers I mean these are all guys they're not like 10 year veterans but they're veterans in the league and they're blue collar and they're blue collar exactly that's the type of guys you want Mm -hmm. you know and I, I had asked no, Eli- th- this, this group
0: reminds me of... Look, I'm not saying talent-wise they're going to be as good, but the personality-wise, they remind me of your group.
1: I asked Eli that. I said, what do you think about this group? Because the one, one thing I like about this group that I liked about when my guys were there, O'Hara and and Richie and Snee, he says, you want to have mean guards. <laughs> I like mean guards, right? You got them. You got Hernandez and Zeitler. Those are two mean dudes. You got to like that. And I, I just think, to me... Keeping Eli upright, giving him time to play. I read an article about where Kevin Gilbride had talked a little bit about Eli Manning and telling, telling the press or whoever he was inter- interviewed by that he sees Eli having a big year because of the offensive line. And when he has protection, he's able to use his mind better and not have to use his legs and throw things away. This could be what happens this year. We'll cool. see on Sunday.
0: Can't wait to see it. Mike in Pennsylvania is Mike. up next. Hey, Mike.
6: Hey, guys, how are you doing? Well, great. what's Friday up? to you. You too. Um, I want to take a break from the X's and O's for a minute. Sure. And just bring up one point. Um, I seriously hope that we go down to Dallas and we steal that first game away from them.
0: That'd be nice.
6: For, for Eli Manning. I mean, that guy is the most disrespected quarterback on the face of this plan. Well, Mike, in fairness, I, in fairness, Mike, I, he,
0: he, Eli Manning is going to have a lot to do with whether or not the team can do that, too. So he, he so he, he's going to have a big hand in that himself. You know what I mean?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I hear these guys, oh, it doesn't matter if Zeke plays the first three games because they only got the Giants week one or Buffalo or Miami. You know, that is so disrespectful. It is. To hear these, to hear these people say that Oh, Dave Gettleman and the Giants will never get nowhere with Eli Manning under center. I mean, you do not know football if you are making comments like that. I'm sorry. I mean, Eli Manning has been the Iron Man for this franchise. He's going to bring his lunch pail every day. You're going to knock him down, and he's going to get back up. And if you give that man time, he will deliver for you.
1: Sure. Well, that's know.
6: I had a buddy of mine say to me, oh, we're going to stack eight men in the box. Well, that's fine. I mean, when we got the the running back that we have that's a receiving threat, and we got Evan Ingram, and let's not sleep on Sterling Shepard either. I'm telling you what, if the Giants play sound fundamental football, I think we can get out to Dallas, and I think we can steal that week one game. I would love nothing more than to see Jerry's. Jones in the sideline with that mug on his face. <laughs> At the end of the game, wondering what happened.
1: Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. That Thank you, Mike. Thank yeah. you. Listen, I, I think I think this is a big game for Eli too. I just want from a confidence standpoint, he's got an old he's got a brand new offensive line. It's like, you know, you're getting in that new car and you want to see how it rolls, right? You haven't been able to press the gas down very yeah, much.
0: You almost wish they were just weren't playing against such a good defense. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> I, I Listen, I, but because you know e, what? Eli of, and the Giants' offense is going to play well. Although, you know what, though, John? I think that maybe this is, this is is they're up for a challenge. I mean, if oh, you're going to go yeah. play whoever, whoever the too. worst team is, you know, but, I mean, honestly, their linebackers are ridiculous. So this is a big part of the game that these linemen have to get up on these linebackers mm-hmm. in order for this run game to work. But I think they got the tools. They got the guys, um, and I think for Eli, like Mike said, give him some time. Okay, get the ball into his playmakers' hands. Sterling Shepard. We haven't talked a lot about him because he's been hurt and he hasn't played in the preseason. But the guy's now the number one receiver. So you got to look, and he's had big games against the Cowboys before. So I think that you can look at him to get the ball, and and, and of course Evan. Now don't 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 discount the other receivers either. You look at the last. Uh, four games of the football season last year they spread the ball around Mm -hmm. so don't you gotta look at that it's probably gonna keep the same
0: Freddie and jerseys up next hey Freddie what's your prediction for the season
6: hey John um, hey Jeff thanks for taking my call sure Um, I haven't called in for a while so I'm hoping nobody uh, threw these predictions out there okay um, Evan Ingram is gonna go over a thousand yards
1: All right, well that was what John was saying today go ahead that's one of his Mm -hmm. bold predictions what else you got
6: Uh, okay okay well here's another one he's gonna play in all 16 games too
1: I like it I like that Okay
6: Okay And um, my last one is DeAndre Baker Has six INTs For the year
1: Six INTs For the year
6: And this is the reason why They're going to test them, And they're going to come early Because they're Thank going you, to
1: Jeff. test
6: them cool. Early okay. in the season Obviously because he's a rookie So then In the late in the year They're going to realize that
1: Alright well, going to be here. Great Thank you Freddie Those are good I, I would like every one of those. I think DeAndre, let's see, Baker, six interceptions. That's a lot. That's doable. I mean, they are going to throw away from Janoris Jenkins uh, being the number one corner, but um, we'll see what happens. Good one.
0: Let's go to Scott in New Mexico. He's up next. Hey, Scott.
1: Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, first, I agree with
7: you, Jeff. I don't think it makes an iota of difference that Ezekiel uh, missed all that time. He's going to get at least 25 touches as well. Okay. But one of, the, one of the players that you didn't mention who's a little scary to me on Dallas, and that's the other wide receiver, Robert Gallup. Michael Gallup. And he's sort of flying under the radar a little bit. And the reason I'm asking the question with Witten and with a Cooper and with Gallup, do the Giants need to play six secondary personnel, do you think, in order to cover those three guys? And is that going to manifest itself in the game?
0: I think the Cowboys are going to be primarily an 11-personnel team this year. I think they like Randall Cobb in the slot, and those will be the two outside receivers. Michael Gallup, by the way, Led Michael, the te- I'm sorry, yes. That's okay. He he led he led the team in receiving in their playoff game against the Rams that they lost last year and more than 100 yards. He's a downfield big play threat. He's a we, we, we analyzed him a lot when when we did our draft stuff a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Good little player. I think that's a good pickup by you, Scott. And I think the Giants will be in their nickel defense most of this game. So you have Grant Haley in the slot. He'll have to deal with Randall Cobb, which by the way is not an easy matchup either. Right and i th- i think that is i think you're right on how this game's going to go the cowboys are going to put the giants into their sub package and we'll see how they can handle it
7: Right, the game for me, and I know this is probably sacrilegious. I, I hope the Giants play well, but if they lose, football is a game of attrition, so it's a long season. And if the Giants play well, to me, that would be just as important. Hopefully, they get the win. I agree, but uh, it's a long season, and I'm hoping that if they show well, that's a good indication of how the season is going to go. Thank you, and Scott. I'm going finish I'll up. Speak to you guys next week. I appreciate All it. Right. Thank, Thank you very you, much.
0: Scott. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's right. A win. Look, you cannot under un, you cannot underestimate how much a win would help this team in so many different ways. Jeff, how many bad starts has this team gone through since 2012?
1: Mm-hmm. You know. And listen, next week, they, they got a pretty good team coming in yeah, here. Yeah, the Bills the are Bills. great
0: defensively. You know, I don't know about their offense, but defensively they're
1: fantastic. Yeah, well, so back-to-back weeks going against two pretty formidable defenses. You win in Dallas to start the year, you, it, it,
0: it's almost like getting like, like a flu shot. It's almost like getting that like, little immunization boost. Where you get, you keep everything away. Even if you lose the next week, you're still feeling good because you won in Dallas and it's a division game. So it it just kind of backs everyone off a little bit. It it just it just starts everything on such a good note.
1: Because you know those division games, like one and a half wins, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing, especially on the road, is that you know if I I think if the Giants are going to win this game, it's because they play near perfect football, and that the Cowboys just are not. They're not. Just, they're not playing well. How that's, many
0: points do the Giants have to score to win this game?
1: Well, I'm going to go in the 20s. 20, 27.
0: I was going between 24 and 27.
1: So right around in there. Yep, I'm I with think you. That's, I think that's the number. Look, I, look, the
0: Giants' defense... Went, and this is something else Pat Shermer said to us on our interview. Eventually, in every game, Jeff, the rubber hits the road. You're blocking with five. They're rushing with four. Which team's going to protect the quarterback better? And based on what we know, I think... We think that advantage probably goes to Dallas a little bit based on the Giants with their inexperienced pass rush, right? But if the Giants can figure out a way to make that work, all bets are off.
1: Yeah, and if that's the case with some blitzing, then the corner's going to have to play well. Okay, and then we talked about it earlier with Dak Prescott. You got to keep him set the edge and keep him inside that pocket because he will he'll eat you up with the legs. And I I just have a feeling that they're going to rely on him a little bit more than they normally would because of Zeke being out of the lineup and still a little bit raw, if you will. Yeah.
0: And that's another thing. What if Kellen Moore uses a lot more read option? We have no idea. What if he decides read option is going to be a bigger part of what they do?
1: Yeah, and who's the um, who's the running back behind Zeke? It Was there Tony
0: offense. Pollard?
1: Tony Pollard. So they've had a lot of work with him in camp, mm-hmm. running that offense. We don't know about. So maybe they are as little RPOs in there with him in there rather than Zeke. Okay, so who knows? But I think the Giants got to play. They got to play really good. And I think that Dallas is going to have to turn the ball over and make some mistakes, and the Giants capitalize on those mistakes late in the game to win. That's how I think. And th- I don't want to call it steal it. But if you go down there and steal one of these, yeah, do it. One and a half in the division, a first game on the road, um, turn the tide. You know, we used to go down to Dallas and win all the time. All the time down there. I think the last time the Giants won might have been when I played. Oh, oh in we opened up the big stadium. Was that the last Giants time?
0: Giants are 1-6 in, in Dallas on opening day. And yeah, the one that was, win, uh,
1: that one. And what a beautiful win that was. You know, Jerry World opened up, and we were so proud of it. They were still, by the way. One quick story, on and, and the year
0: before, the Giants won the last game in the old Texas Stadium, too. By the way, which is even the <laughs> bigger kick in the, you know what?
1: They were still putting the turf down, like in the middle of the field, clo- and, and pre 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 warm
0: up. I remember they were, and the, remember they Remember they had the blowers and going. You guys were worried that the turf wasn't going to yeah. be good, right? It's
1: unbelievable! They had the, the the backpack blowers out there blowing the stuff. Think they a, didn't they have a concert like either the night before or they two had nights before the week or something there. like yeah, that? Cause, you know yeah. that because that thing did open up. Yes.
0: Yeah, Yeah. The, the, the first event was not your game. They that's had right. other events prior to that yeah. game. All right, final call of the show is Jeff Ryland, and Ryle, and then we'll get some predictions from Jeff. Jeff, what's up?
8: Hey, fellas, how you doing Good. today? Good, doing well. Good. Yeah, I, I can't believe it's 10 years ago since the Giants uh, went down there and beat the Cowboys at the brand-new stadium. Is it possible it's 10 years have gone by?
0: 11 seasons, yep. This is 11 seasons since then.
8: Wow, that's unbelievable. Hey, look, um... I, I don't think uh I don't think the Giants have added enough on defense to get him into the playoffs this year. To me the whole season's gonna be leveraged on how the defense does uh, doesn't perform and
0: we're with you on that, Jeff. I, yeah, no question. Yeah,
8: yeah, I mean I, I don't think you disagree with that. But nope. uh and Jeff uh you were talking about the offensive line earlier. I <clears throat> I watched the games in the preseason, that's all I can go by. But uh it didn't seem like they were run blocking very well. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think it's, you know, it's, still tre- it's still preseason. Guys are still getting used to playing next to each yeah. other. There's also there's no game planning whatsoever. Okay, They've got to get better in right. that situation. Right. They really do. Yeah. And I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just telling you that I hope that they show up on Sunday and, 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 and block that defensive front for the Cowboys because they're good, they're fast, and they better block because they're going to get the ball to, to Saquon. If he doesn't have holes to run through, it's going to be a long day. It really will
8: and, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but I really don't think the Giants, uh, I don't think they have the horses on the defense to get the job done. Well, you're not
1: being a pessimist, you're just being a realist. I mean, that's you really look at what's happening. I think we all we all agree that the defense is going to have to play better than they did last year, but we all agree, too, that they went out and got some good, they've got some better depth this year. It's a
0: bunch of unproven guys that have to prove things quick, and we just don't know if they're going to do it. And I don't know
1: where where the pressures or the sacks are going to come from, probably by committing. And by the
0: way, James Betcher said exactly yeah. That the other day, he said exactly yeah. what you just said.
1: I mean, there isn't an identifiable guy that you can say is going to have double-digit sacks on this team without proving that he has done it. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, Golden. Golden. That's about it. I mean, you are—you
0: might as well be reading out of James Betts' co- uh, uh, yeah. transcript. Well, exactly. When, what he said. One thing,
1: one thing f- I do know is we'll both—we'll both, we'll all be
8: smiling from ear to ear Sunday night if the Giants beat the Cowboys. Oh, that'll be a so good plane so ride, let, ride let's home. Let's go man. down there Ooh. and kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you jeff appreciate it man good stuff always good to hear from jeff all right we've talked about, about a the game let's talk about the, the season in whole rapid fire here jeff okay yeah yep. most in, and i think we might have just covered it rapid fire what is the most important things the giants have to do this year if they want to contend for a playoff spot? pressure
1: pressure pressure defense
0: and i would say protect 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 yep. on offense
1: yep the two the two peas on offense and defense Protection and pressure. Got to get some. Got to get some pressure on the quarterback this year. And I'll I'll go one step further. Protect the lead. Finish. Okay. Last year, Giants had some games in the book. Win close games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Finish. Think about finish.
0: Go around the league. Who's your AFC championship game? Who's in your NFC championship game?
1: Um, AFC championship. I'm going to go with the Patriots again. Who are they playing? Um, AFC championship will be. I'm gonna put the Chargers in there.
0: I put the Chiefs in there. Okay, you're going
1: Chargers, huh?
0: I'm gonna go Chargers, even without Derwin James. Huh? That was a big loss for them.
1: I know, but I, I, I just, I just, I like the Chargers. I just and think they're too? always a team that just nobody really cares about, but they're always there. And okay. I think the Chiefs just are so good. They just, they step on their, they, they, they just, they, their, their neck every year. Something happens.
0: Andy Reid, will Andy Reid is basically Andy what you're telling
1: Reed, me. Andy <laughs> NFC. <laughs> I, I've got the Saints. Okay. Okay. I got the Saints going to the championship. So do I. Um, Who's your other team? Uh, you aren't. You are going to like who I pick for my other team. I'm gonna. It's going to come out of the NFC East. I I picked the Eagles. I think the Eagles are really good. When you look at their if their Carson roster,
0: Wentz is healthy, they might have the best roster in football. Yeah,
1: they they on paper are you know, but a lot of times you know what we say with things on paper until mm-hmm. you. See, but they are really really good. Their receiving it's Wentz's core. Health, Jeff. Their I mean, defensive line. Fletcher Cox healthy. Um,
0: I mean, look at their weapons: Zach Ertz, Goddard. They drafted R. C. Go, Whiteside, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson
1: Aguilar, And he has got a million. They have like four running backs that can all play. You, you nailed it though. It all the whole season hinges on Carson Wentz staying healthy. That's it. That's that, I mean, and, but and that's a that's a big one. Oh, it's that's a monster. A what are you one. kidding me? And by the way, the organization gave away I don't know how much of their cap space to that guy. He better stay healthy. Well,
0: and they've also brought making uh, McCown out of retirement to that's be his right. backup, right? Yeah, yeah
1: we've got another one. What uh, do you think? Well, who's the Super Bowl winner then? Oh. Um, I'm gonna go with the Saints this year. I, this is oh, I, you I, and Lance both picked the Saints. Now I know that's not gonna happen. It's good <laughs> to know. <laughs> I think the Saint I think that, that Drew Brees is gonna he's gonna ride off into the sunset this year, and good for him. NFL MVP. Hmm. That's a really good one. Um NFL MVP. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go off the cusp here. I'm gonna pick Jared Goff. Wow. That is off the cuff. I like it. That's a bold prediction.
0: <laughs> well, well, any giant win an end the season award. Will, will Will Saquon be in the mix for offensive player of yes, the year?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. There's he's got to be. He has to be in the in the in the discussion for some sort of an award.
0: Jeff, good stuff, my friend. Always a yeah, pleasure.
1: Yeah. Tune in this weekend, guys. And good we will. We, and we will be together most Fridays this yes, season. Yes, we will. And yep. Until most
0: until Jeff screws up the schedule, which he already has for two weeks in <laughs> in September which is it's great for me. You
1: have a long season to go, John.
0: All right, but we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live at one thirty. We react to Giants and Cowboys. And remember, coverage of the game can be heard on WFAN on both 660 and 101.9 FM, starting at 210 on Sunday afternoon at 725. The signal split, and the Giants can be heard on 660 AM. The Yankees on 101.9 FM. We're going to be downtown this week, too. Yes, Feagles, myself. Uh, Tino and Lance on the pregame show. Fiegel's and Lance will be uh, downtown or midtown, I should say. Midtown, midtown in New York City.
1: New York City Local, I think, is the name of the bar. Thank you about. because I did not remember it there because I was not good. But good job, NYC Jeff. NYC Local. The
0: fact that Jeff remembers something and I didn't makes me want to go to the doctor. And then, of course, <laughs> they will be with you for an hour and a half afterwards. <laughs> I from, only
1: know that because I have to go there something <laughs>
0: from, from, from the WFAN studio, uh, for the postgame show. They will not be at the bar getting, uh, Having fun during the game. I'm gonna have fun. I'll, I'll use that line. the game. As much fun as Lance Meadow allows
1: you to have. Yeah, Lance. Lance is a fun guy. <laughs> what? No, he's not. Yeah, he is. There's nothing fun yeah, about. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. He makes fun of people. That's well, what he does. Yeah, yes, that that <laughs> Lance does not like people. No, he does. That is true. He loves to argue with people too. <laughs> oh my
0: god, man, yes. does
1: he love to argue with people? Jeff, good stuff. All right, I will right, we'll see you on John. Monday. Everybody, Thanks have a great to all weekend, the and uh, too.
0: hopefully, we'll have a good football game on Sunday. We'll see you then. Bye.